everybody, this is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie, with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am fantastic and ready for all the wonderful celebrity cameos. I, I mean, sorta, yeah. They're in there. Sorta. 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 Uh, hi guys. We are brought to you by Sports on Patreon. Support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. For only $2 a month, gain access to all of our bonus content. A uh, bunch of bonus episodes, a bunch of episode reviews, a bunch of King of the Hill reviews, a bunch of Rick and Morty reviews. Um, we are going to be looking at the new Matt Groening show, Disenchantment, for this month's bonus episode. So look for that end of the month. Thank you guys for your support. Going to do without you. On to this week's episode is Treehouse of Horror X, episode BABF01, originally aired October 31st, 1999, written by Donick Carey, Tim Long, Ron Hage, Hauge, Hoge. One of those, directed by Pete Michaels. Received an 8.6 rating, approximately 8.7 million viewers finished 34th in the ratings for that week. Um, the couch gag. Each member of the family dresses up as something from a previous Trails of Horror, save for Lisa, who was an axe victim. I mean, that is technically in a previous Trails of Horror. That's true. Uh, her and Bart, but I, I guess Bart was more memorable as a uh, uh, fly. Could not remember the name of the animal he was. Fly. At name of uh, fly. What is it? It's a bug and it has wings and it does stuff. What is it? Oh, it flies. Exactly. exactly. It's flies. Um, the episode guest stars as themselves, Tom Arnold, Dick Clark, and Lucy Lawless. Wikipedia also lists Pauly Shore and Rosie O'Donnell as guest starring as themselves. Nah, uh, uh, Wikipedia, you're wrong. They are played by voice actors that are not the celebrities. God bless them for that. Yeah, I don't I don't know how you could listen to that Rosie O'Donnell and think that's actually Rosie O'Donnell. But there's a lot of celebrities that appear as, you know, they are, that are named, but they're not they don't actually are aren't them. It's, you know, it's voice actors impersonating them. Also, Frank Welker appears as Werewolf Flanders. <laughs> oh, Frank Welker, you're a traitor. Frank Frank Welker go-to guy for animal noises so werewolf landers like i i don't know i mean is it is that not like dan castellata can't do that or harry sure i guess not okay you gotta call in the big guns uh so the episode begins with king and kodos uh hosting and we get their their little intro Live from fabulous Centauri City, it's the Simpsons' 10th Halloween special. Now, please welcome your hosts. If you haven't been probed by these two, you haven't been probed. King and Kodos! Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to our 10th anniversary show. Oh, we've got a great gig... King, what are you doing? You said we were going to warm up the audience. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I have to apologize for my partner. He had to borrow a human brain. What do aliens have to do with Halloween? Silence! I mean, to be fair, that is a good question. Yeah, what do aliens have to do with... I mean... They're a otherworldly thing. Aliens can be scary. I suppose. The alien in Alien is a scary alien. The true alien is a horror movie. The xenomorph. Morphs. Xenomorph is a scary thing. Predator's scary. He can kill you real fast. He's good at it. He's real good at it, unless you're a uh, chubby cop or uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Chubby cop? Really? Uh, d- d- What's his name? Oh, God. The, the guy who survives in Predator 2. My brain's not working. The actor's name, Reginald Val Johnson. That's not... Or is it Danny Glover? You're, wow. Wow. I'm thinking of Die Hard. Sorry, my bad. Reginald I'm, like, I'm picturing a cop in an 80s movie, and I, I go straight to Reginald Val Johnson every time, because I love him so much. First of all, Danny Glover is in Predator 2, Matt. First of okay, all. Okay, so he's not chubby then. My bad. Danny Glover is, a, is, is in shape, all right, for Predator 2. He is an action oh, hero. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. Like I said, I was thinking of the wrong guy. And now you're calling Reginald Val Johnson chubby. 
he works to he works to provide for his family and he has a a neighbor that is you know frustrating and takes cheese from him all day long what is he supposed to do matt it's stressful he needs to eat well i just meant the the cop version in die hard is who i was thinking of so you know die hard what did he do he just shot a kid oh no so traumatic actually how how dare you dare you i know just the worst how dare you confuse die hard and predator 2 one has gary Busey. And that's why we don't watch that one. Hey, Predator 2 has its charm. Uh, we begin after the little intro with Act 1, where we get the title card, I Know What You Diddly Italy Did, which is a... Not uh, last summer or anything, just, you know. I Know What You Diddly Italy Did. I don't know why, I guess because it doesn't take place in the summer, but I don't know why they bother. doesn't matter. If you could say any time of year, I guess it doesn't. I, I guess they wanted to keep with the Halloween theme, so they didn't want to ascribe it to the summertime. I guess, maybe, yeah. perhaps. Uh, but it it has the general the general plot of I know what you did last summer, where the family has just escaped from vampires to get cereal, like you do on Halloween. I yeah, I guess. Um, when while they're driving, uh, Homer so busy with the cereal forgets to put the fog lights back in, so Marge is driving, can't see what she's doing. She accidentally runs someone over on the road. They find <gasps> out. That it's Flanders! Oh my god, we killed Ned Flanders! You mean you killed Ned Flanders? Oh, it was an accident, an accident! We've got to go to the police! Oh, they'll never believe a Simpson killed a Flanders by accident. Even I have my doubts. Don't worry, I got a plan. Okay, Ned, first thing we have to do is to make sure that no one knows that you're dead. And if anyone asks, you just say that you are not dead. I I really, I, I, I do like homer's whisper he's whispering to dead ned whispering to dead ned huh yeah all right so flanders is dead and the simpsons want to hide their crime uh so homer, like you do like you do of course you i mean it can't be that hard the cops are Legum is an idiot it can't be that difficult to that's to, true to, to not get caught so homer does what everyone anyone would do in this situation he takes the body home and convinces Maud first by trying to throw Flanders off the roof, and then just leaving him in. <laughs> then just giving up and being like, "Oh, yeah, I had a heart attack! I had a heart attack, and here I am. He's dead." So they discover the Flanders. The, the town discovers that Flanders is dead, uh, and we cut to Flanders' funeral, where uh, the town is mourning. Homer gives his eulogy, and now Ned's best friend will say a few words. Homer. <clears throat> When I think about Ned, I can't help but remember the look on his face when Marge drove over... Shut up, shut up, shut up! Oh, wait. What I'd like to say is, we're still looking for the real killers. Anyway, in conclusion, a man cannot be forced to testify against his wife. Stop winking! We'll miss you, buddy. I love the stop winking. Yeah, the wink, the stop winking is good. Um, so they get away with it. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. Unfortunately, someone knows they did it, man. They did it. Oh no! Oh, someone knows they. I. They know what you did. It is what they. I know what you did. Is what is written on their door when they get home, after a, a brief diversion to maybe think about killing Millhouse. Well, because you know, once you've gotten away with it, why not? You know, keep, press your luck a little more. Keep. Who knows? Um. Someone knows what they did. Um. Uh, it escalates. Very quickly, and that's the I. Hmm. So they they get that we we see someone knows what they did. They 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 find the, the they get what's it? They get a phone call from Mo, who is actually trying to call Maud. Well, she's single now, so uh, Mo is trying to move in on uh, Ned's territory. I I Mo, I don't Maud and you are not not going to happen. Not compatible. I'm sorry. So. We get a, a chase scene where the car is written and says, "I know what you did all over it." Um, they, 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 they drive away from an ominous hooded man, which looks exactly like how the guy in I Know What You Did Last Summer did, except I don't think he has a hook. The guy in I Know What You Did Last Summer had a hook. Uh, no, he, uh, when he, uh, he, when he's inside the house, which, uh, we, he, okay, when he has written all over the walls, the lightning strikes, they finally see that he has written all over the walls and he turns around, he does have a hook in his hand. Okay. He does have the hook. I didn't. But okay, it. I'm 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 <laughs> this. 
I don't I don't really like this one, Matt, very much. Yeah. Um, um it has a good it has a few good jokes, but it feels like it needed to be way less or way more and they got caught in the middle. Yeah, oh okay. So as I was watching all of these, I realized that everything about these three tree houses of horrors is very, very topical for the time. Uh, when you think about it, this is a parody of I Know What You Did Last Summer, which came out in the last year or two before this episode did. Uh, the next one is about Y2K. And the third one is full of celebrities you probably don't know unless you were around and paying attention to pop culture in the late 90s. It's very, very of its time. And looking back on it, it's just not as funny unless you're in the zeitgeist of that time. I mean... I think most, I mean, the Chaos of Horror, I can excuse pretty much anything um, that is <laughs> like, and I think that's the, the, the ultimately why Chaos of Horrors have aged so well is that because they exist out of continuity, Homer, frankly, it is, and that is like you talk about it's a, like there's dated stuff in this, which there is, but that's all some sense, frankly. Um, it's really Homer's behavior doesn't seem crazy because it is a Chaos of Horror episode. I will say this, Homer, in any of these vignettes, any of these scenes, is not written any differently than he has written in season 10 or 11. <laughs> it is the that same Homer. It's true. the same Homer, the one who is willing to, like, kill Ned Flanders. Like, there, there's no, like, the joke, like, if you watch old Trials of Horrors, I, they are the same, because Homer's always written like that. Unfortunately, when you watch season 10 and 11, it that Homer has carried over where he just is willing to do anything and it doesn't matter because we just need to make jokes. Um, so they, they run away from the scary man with the hook. Um, they run out of gas because of course they do. Well, yeah, they pray for, and they, they try pray, to go to like the worst places possible. They pray for help. Yeah. Homer sends them to, let's see the abandoned museum park, the pet cemetery, uh, the what's Marge's. Marge goes to a third place. Roller disco? Roller, yes, haunted roller disco. And the Homer is going to go hang out at the, uh, the the spooky lake where the sexy teens The lake go. where the sexy teens were killed yeah. 100 years ago last yes. night. Or yes, of course. Um, then we, we find out, it, and like this feels really rushed to me. All of this feels extraordinarily rushed. Like the whole, like, I know what you did last summer is not a bad movie. I think it's kind of, it's okay. And but the best part of that movie is the the kind of spooky lead up to the reveal. The reveal itself is kind of like meh. It's really like, hey, there is a person out there. You don't know who it is. And they know what they like. It's it's like more of a kind of existential threat than just like, hey, there's a dude with a hook who wants to kill you. That that's not that exciting. The And that part of this episode is like extraordinarily short. It's like 30 seconds long where they go, oh, no, someone knows. And then they get chased, and we find out who it is. And it's Flanders. Obviously, he survived. And he's a werewolf, also. Uh, I didn't pull any of this because it is all... It's like a lot of ours. It's hard to pull clips sometimes. Because it's all of action. And it's Flanders. He's a werewolf. He got attacked by a... It, he got, it looked like he got attacked by a normal wolf. I... Whatever. Yeah, I guess well, it that's doesn't. how lycanthropy spreads, Robbie. Obviously, a wolf bites you, and then you become a werewolf. That's why you have to kill anyone who is bitten by a wolf. Obviously, I don't. I thought a werewolf bites communicate it, not just wolf bites. Oh, it does, but it always starts with a wolf. And also, I didn't consider wolf werewolves. Are werewolves technically undead? You know, that's a good question. I don't know. I know in some. I guess I guess in some werewolf fiction in an art movies I've seen where the person has died and then come back. But usually you think of like vampires as undead. I think werewolves is like living human men who transform on full moons. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, they also as far as in most werewolf fictions, uh, they can't die uh, in, in werewolf form anyway without being killed by a silver bullet and they don't age and all that stuff. So technically they are kind of undead. It's just. Uh, it's whether they actually die as part of the transformation into a werewolf every time. So they're on that, that the gray borderline, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I think about. Uh, when I think about werewolves, I think about ambiguity. Exactly. <laughs> um, so he's a werewolf and then Homer gets eaten and that's it. Like that's the episode that, that, that that's the segment. Uh, uh, it ends rather abruptly. 
There's no, it doesn't. With, with Homer making a joke about Flanders not being able to eat all of him, because of course. Of course. And I, that's it. Uh, we got a commercial. And when we come back, we get to desperately seeking Xena. Oh, God. Which is not <gasps> What's wrong with that? Seeking. Desperately seeking Xena. Xena. Ugh. 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 Uh, in this skit, uh, it is Halloween night. Uh, the cops are scanning all the candy with x-rays because it's happened so often in history that there have been bad things inside candy. You know that one time that someone thought about it and just published it that once? Oh, come on. How do you find every bit of paper in here? So, it, yes. I, uh, it, the, I believe the one actually legitimate time that there was something inside of candy, it was the pers- the child's own parent that put exactly. it in. So, you're that's not... Never that's not, not a danger. No one does that. It is made up. But, of course, you know, uh, their parents, they're on Halloween, they're scared to death. So, you know, it makes sense they would try and do that. Scared so, to death! Woo! That's the true spooky. Okay, I'm sorry. Exactly. <laughs> Good try. I appreciate it. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Springfield police did not count on Nelson Muntz, who shoves a giant bag of candy into the x-ray machine, causing it to explode and shoot x-rays <laughs> at people. Because that's that's how that Matt, works. Co- it's true. Like right, Matt, Matt. You can let it. Anything can happen. It's fine. I'll excuse <laughs> it. Uh, so yes, uh, Lisa gets uh, shot with, a, with an X-ray and it pushes her into the uh, stands, which then fall over on top of her. Uh, Bart gets hit and just kind of falls over. Uh, everyone is just aghast at this, especially Skinner uh, and the hopes of their athletics team. Uh, but fortunately, these X-rays have given them superpowers. And uh, as Lisa juggles uh, Wiggum. Uh, because he obviously failed in his job and needs to be juggled, uh, they decide that they are going to be superheroes with an awesome theme song. He's a powerful ass. He'll wrain your neck and she'll kick your ass. There's Stretch Dude and Popper Girl. Tonight's episode, Enter the Collector. Uh, Yes, Uh, so apparently that is their theme song, and in every theme song they have uh, what the title of their episode is, and for us to enter the collector. I I just wanted to say how proud I am of them, including the word ass in their theme song. I, this is pretty clear Batman 66. Oh, easily, Extended Batman 66 uh, reference. I think this is the first I, I've looked at our I've looked at all the ones we've covered so far, and I think this is the first one that is like directly not. There's no horror in it. The first Treehouse of Horror. The Treehouse of Horror. First, first Treehouse of Horror segment that doesn't have any. It's not a reference to like I, I think some of the sci- there's some been some science fiction ones that are I think obliquely horror. This is like not at all. This is just straight up a Batman 66 parody, which is fine, but it's I I think it's interesting that it has shifted that this direction. Yeah, you're right. It's more of it's more of a what if than a, a horror thing always. Um Homer cubed kind of sorta like you said that's more sci-fi kind of thing. Well, that there's Homer cubed and um Genesis Tub. Right. I, I like there there are there are I, I think there there's horror elements in them. I think Genesis Tub is the biggest stretch, honestly, because Homer Cubed, yeah, there is hair, there is actual Homer is frightened because he's in this weird place and he's lost. Like there generally, I think, is horror elements to that. I think Genesis Tub really is there is that because it is, I think, the 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 fragility of these little tiny people. Um, I think that's the only bit. But it is that is the like I think that was the first straight up sci fi. This is not really either of them. This is a superhero story. Um it's not bad because I we see Trails of Horror as the years go by. They just kind of do anything, you know. They'll do yeah. Okay, it's more of a what if, like hey, let's put the Simpsons in these weird and crazy uh, situations, kind of thing. Yeah, and I, I and I I I like it. It's just it stood out because you're like, oh right, this is the first time that it really wasn't straight up like genre. I guess if you, I mean superheroes as a genre, I guess count. So it's that it becomes Trails of Horror. It becomes genre. Uh, fiction parodies not really horror fiction parodies yeah that's true so 
So no, that's out. We have Lucy Lawless doing a Q&A at the Springfield bookstore. Actually, we don't know where. It doesn't say Springfield, but we just assume since it's The Simpsons, it's in Springfield. Uh, and of course, uh, nerds are doing what nerds do at these Q&As, and they're asking inane questions about continuity errors on you know, low-budget what, what, TV what shows. Was that, what was that word you used, man? Continuity errors? Continuity? Eh, same diff. Mm, no, 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 no. Whatever. Uh, so, yes, uh, Lucy Lawless, thankfully, has come up with a solution for these kind of nerds and says that a wizard did it, which really helps in Xena because there are wizards. They're all over the place. If you did that in, say, Friends or Seinfeld, that might be a, a little more of a weird response. But, you know, luckily I mean, she's on a Kramer isn't a, a wizard. You know, there are a lot of similarities. Joey's not a wizard. Joey is not a wizard. Joey is at best a court jester and not a very good one. Court jesters aren't wizards. Uh, not usually, no. The bard. But you, you are able to get away with saying things that no one else can. So he's a bard? Is that what you're saying? Kind of. More of an actor uh, That that's not very good at his job. I mean, isn't that what a bard is? Sometimes. Okay. I guess, yeah. I guess bards can subclass into actor, uh, and he did that. He's just not very good at it. Oh, come on, Matt. That's, I think you're a little hard on the guy. Perhaps. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, during this Q&A, where uh, Lucy Lawless has repeatedly asked inane questions, uh, the Collector, a.k.a. comic book guy, has showed up to kidnap her with a giant magnet attached to the back of his crappy... It looks like it might be a Yugo or a um, uh, Gremlin or... What's the Ford one that exploded? What? The the Ford car that exploded in the 70s. The one that they recalled a whole bunch of them. I, I, I don't know. Okay, it was. It looks like it could be that one. It could be any of them because it's got a whole bunch of rust on the bottom. Uh, there's also a joke about uh, Lucy Lawless needing to remove her breastplate because obviously that's what the magnet is attached to, and her deciding not to because a bunch of nerds would see her topless. That's totally worth her life. Yep. I mean, so, she'd also would have fallen. Well, if she'd done it fast enough, she'd been fine. Oh, okay. And plus, as we as we later learn later, she can fly. So you know, well, man, why she just doesn't do it later I, on? I, that's again, Matt start picking in plot holes in this thing it's not gonna it's gonna fall yeah. real far yeah. fall apart really fast yeah uh so luckily uh for uh, lucy lawless the collector drives her past the house of our heroes as they are doing chores uh so they of course immediately set out after her uh bart being used as a pogo stick that's that's the fastest vehicle he could approximate and then of course they are apparently vulnerable to kryptonite i don't know that no, there was kryptonite in uh, the Simpsons universe, but apparently there is, and they're vulnerable to it, which Marge, of course, proceeds to shout to everybody who can, you know, be near them. So uh, they show up uh, at the comic book guy's uh, dungeon, a.k.a. the android dungeon. They're, they're in the basement. Um, and uh, <laughs> comic book guy proceeds to stop them with the only working phaser in existence. Uh, it was only used once to stop William Shatner from making another album, and that is entirely the appropriate use for that. Hey, do you enjoy William Shatner's spoken word albums? Yes. Wow. That is that is an embarrassing thing. I wouldn't think I, you'd want it, to tell the world. Not, I'm not embarrassed by what I enjoy, Matt. I like what I like, and I like Shatner's weird. Hey, people make fun of William Shatner a lot for all the things he does outside of acting and his acting. All right. One, he's a he's an all right actor. All right. I don't want to. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a very decent actor. Now we make fun of him. Because he's uh, gone straight off the right wing deep end. Oh, he's like ninety years old. What do you want from the man? He's like, he, like I, I, I fade I, quietly before he becomes a jerk. Okay, I'm not gonna defend the man himself, but one, he was a decent actor, and two, oh yeah, he got. Hey, if I was famous for whatever reason, he went on and he wrote books, he recorded music. He like, hey, he tried a lot of different weird art stuff, and some of it worked, and some of it didn't. We don't, you don't got a rag on the man for it. And I think the albums are decent. They're weird. They're fun, though. I enjoy them. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll defend it. So, okay. All right. All right. All right. Uh, so, comic book guy shoots uh, Lisa with the phaser and then throws it at Bart after it runs out of ammo, uh, which apparently knocks him out. Uh, at this point, uh, comic book guy, his scheme has almost completely succeeded. So, he proceeds to try and connect with Lucy Lawless. Soon those bratty buttonskis will be encased in lucite for all eternity. While we're waiting, here are some names you may call me on our wedding night. <clears throat> Obi-Wan, Iron Man, Mr. Mixes Pitlick, and of course, Big Papa Smurf. What do you need me for? You could have your choice of any of the women in these bags. You would think so, but no. Really? Well, 
I mean, maybe we are meant for each other. Growing up, I was always tall for my age, and the other kids made fun of me. I, I always hoped for another misunderstood soul to share my pain. You could be that soul, Collector. Ooh. Come here, you. Xena needs Zex. <laughs> Got your lips. You tricked me with a ruse so hackneyed it would make Stan Lee blush. Shut up. Uh, so, yes, obviously, uh, the collector is a moron, and Lucy Lawless turns out to be uh, at least as badass as Xena. So, uh, she then, like, kicks him uh, across the room and. Uh, somehow manages to jump out of her little uh it's not quite mylar it's some kind of plastic bag did he say i don't know okay i i forget if he said or not what kind of plastic it was but either way uh he they uh start a nice little fight scene uh bart and lisa are being lowered into lucite uh where they will be preserved forever bart is trying to get free and save himself uh but unfortunately it's just not working because he can't control his stretchiness uh and Poor comic book guy does the worst thing you could ever do to a collectible. Aha! Not even Xena is a match for the limited edition double-edged lightsaber from Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. You removed it from its original packaging. No! It's no longer a collectible. Oh! oh, oh. What a nerd! Lucite hardening must end life in classic Lorne Green pose from Battlestar Galactica. Best death ever. Wow. Thanks for saving us. No problem. Now let's get you kids home. Wait a minute. Xena can't fly. I told you I'm not Xena. I'm Lucy Lawless. Oh. Stretch to that cover girl. Definitely had to keep that little stinger on the end uh, of their theme song. Very, it's the thing I remember about this episode more than anything. I think it's the thing yeah. that gets repeated the most is I'm not losing. It's I'm not been Zena. in my head ever since I watched it. I'm it not, won't get I'm away. Not, I'm not Zena. So what happens, man? That's the end, and we go to commercial. Okay. Uh, come back to Act Three, and it it's life's a glitch, and then you die. Which, oh, Y2K, back when we were scared of you. Also, this could have just been. If they had it literally called an episode Maximum Homer Drive last season. Oh, they, yeah. They could have just done that, but they didn't. Um, so they were kicking themselves like, oh, man, we already used that title? Shoot. Yeah. Uh, so Y2K, this is the Y2K bug segment where we get – it's New Year's Eve 2000, and uh, this aired a scant two months prior. So it was in the news. People were concerned. I remember buying computers with stickers on them. <laughs> That said, Y2K compliant. <laughs> yep. Very, oh, oh, Y2K. So, uh, I guess, I guess that should, I'm, there are probably people listening who don't know what that is. Uh, in the year in 2000, at the New Year's Eve from 1999, passing into the year 2000, uh, there, people are worried that because of the way we programmed dates into computers, that, the computers would, when the time passed from the year 1999 to the year 2000, the computers would, they don't know what would happen. They were worried the computers would freak out. Well, okay. The average citizen at that time was worried that like, crazy things would happen. Anyone who knew about computers were like, yeah, just some stuff might break. Your ATM might not give you money or, you know, your airplane reservation might get lost. Uh, which, again, those are very bad things. It wouldn't result in what happens here. <laughs> No, and that it, and that's the. I think this episode. This is this is the the reaction to the hysteria that that was in the air about the horrible. The, like famously, they would not. Fl they they did not. Fl any there are no airplanes in the air when it flipped over, um, because they didn't want them to fall out of the sky. They were a little worried. They were worried. I. I like considering that we do it in time zones, I think you could look at the earlier time zones and say, "Hey, there was no danger." Um, whatever. So 
they're having New Year- they're celebrating New Year's Eve. Dick Clark's there. It is actually Dick Clark, and they don't know who the band is. So we got a hair metal joke, and then we got a Rick James joke about Rick James being arrested on stage. Which that this is a Rick James and a joke in nineteen ninety nine. That's the we and like the only reason I think people only still remember Rick James is because of Dave Chappelle. I don't think. Oh yeah, other than that, people would be like, "Hey, didn't he have a hit song in the seventies? Uh, <laughs> it was the eighties, man." Um, really? Hmm. I think Super Freak was the eighties, nineteen eighty one. Okay, that was a terrible rendition of Super I, Freak. I was, I was not. Very I was not trying to sing, Matt. Uh, I don't. No, 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 I meant the one in the episode. Oh yeah, well of course it. Yes, they didn't have. It was for a joke. They did not care. So yeah, we get to the announcement of the the times about to pass, and then the topic of Y two K comes up, and we learn that Homer is in charge of Y two K compliance at the plant. Hey Homer, weren't you the plant's Y two K compliance officer? Absolutely. Must have been hard debugging all those computers, eh, Homer? Doing what now? You did fix them, right, Dad? Because even a single faulty unit could corrupt every other computer in the world. That can't be true, honey. If it were, I'd be terrified. (laughs) Uh, That's totally how that works. Yep, that is how that works. So, unfortunately, because Homer didn't debug all the Y2K computers at the plant, uh, the apocalypse happens. (laughs) Um, the Simpsons are home, I guess, enjoying the, enjoying New Year's Eve, watching Dick Clark, and everything explodes. Who's gonna clean up all those jets? There goes the clothesline! Well, those ivory tower eggheads have screwed us again. (laughs) Let's just have some milk and go to bed. Hey, this milk's broken! It's got a computer chip in it. Everything does. If that were true, everything would cost so much more money. <laughs> Plus, it would totally ruin the appeal of all the organic, whole grain, uh, you know, GMO-free milk. I mean, I want, I want computer chip milk. I want the technology. I do too. Give it to me. I want. That'd be great. You'd be able to tell you, hey, by the way, I'm expired, in, in its own voice. I, I would also. I don't want it to tell me if it's expired. I, I want it to tell me if it's good. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Okay. So there wouldn't be an expired anymore. There would just be, hey, uh, I've detected some bad compounds in this. You should not drink it. Yeah. You'll. It's bad milk now. So, hey, am I right? Everything has a computer chip in nowadays. I was, I like the good old days. No. Yeah, because your waffle iron has a chip in it that'll cause it to go insane, even though it has no idea what time it is ever. <laughs> so, I'm. Hey, I'm. Here's what I'm saying, Matt. I think there is a waffle make oh a, a, a waffle iron out there that has a clock in it. I'm sure there is, but that clock doesn't do anything, so it wouldn't be like, oh no, the time changed. Let me freak out. It'd be like, uh, Matt, uh, my clock only goes it, till I, like there's twelve hours. You can't again. So everyone goes to church, and then they decide to loot. But it's not too late to repent your sins and be embraced by the Almighty. Hey, everybody. They're looting the mall. Hurry! I got nine shoe buffers. I'm caught on something. I don't want you looting. But I was going to loot you a present. Oh, all right. <laughs> Joyous looting. Uh, it was started by the cops. Why is... Okay, I don't... Again, I, we shouldn't... I can't... You can't stop and think. Because as soon as you do, everything... Everything stops making sense. Uh, if only I could apply that same logic to a normal episode, I guess. So, the, the everyone's looting. The world is falling apart. Marge gets a Lady Gillette that attacks her and then mows the lawn in front of Town Hall. Convenient. I wish I had a robot that could mow the lawn that well. They have robot lawnmowers. They do, but they're really expensive for good ones. Way more than uh, robot vacuums. You're investing in yourself, Matt. Mm-hmm. Saving yourself some time. And and being in the sun. Yeah. Which is practically a death sentence in Florida anyway. Exactly. So, uh, Lisa, intelligently, analyzes the situation Homer doesn't understand. Well, look at the wonders of the computer age now. Wonders, Lisa? Or blunders? I think that was implied by what I said. Implied, Lisa? Or implode? Mom, make him stop. Yeah, that's, I, I I appreciate that as well. So we we let's see. They see Krusty on the ground dying from his pacemaker, except he doesn't die, so it doesn't. He's just I guess he's just hurt. 
Um, but they find uh, a letter on him, a secret letter uh, that mentions something called Operation Exodus, where the famous, the good famous people are getting taken off the earth. Well, ideally the good famous people, but not necessarily. I mean, Krusty, Mel Gibson, Mark McGuire, mm -hmm. Michelle Kwan. I mean, you also get Bill Gates, Ron Howard, Jimmy Carter, Stephen Hawking, Paul McCartney, Michael Jordan. That's true. So they're about half and half. So they have an invitation. They try to get on the rocket ship. Name, please. Certainly. I am the uh, piano genius from the movie Shine. Uh-huh. And your name is? Uh, Shiny McShine? Actually, he's Homer Simpson. That's Bart. I'm Lisa. Lisa Simpson? Oh, you're the ship's proofreader. Welcome aboard. Now, before you enter, you're going to have to make a very difficult choice. You're only allowed to take one parent with you. Mom. Love you lots. Goodbye, Lisa. Remember me as I am. Filled with murderous rage. <laughs> the best joke in the episode. That's true. I didn't have a lot of competition, but yeah. Oh, come on. It was it was fine. Um, So Lisa takes Marge in an instant one a split second decision to obviously take Marge and Maggie's I guess a free. That's true. Babies don't count. You don't need a ticket for them. Yeah, it's like a movie theater. <laughs> so Homer and Bart are left on Earth, which doesn't seem that bad. It's not a death sentence necessarily, right? Like it's it's like yeah, computers have gone a little crazy, but you could rebuild very easily. Yeah, just break the... Uh, like, some of them need electricity, other ones need fuel and battery. Eventually, stuff runs out. And then you're just left with a whole bunch of dead... Just take out the computer chips, you're fine. So, uh, that is that does not work with the necessary plot threads that are built up in this episode, in this segment. So, Bart Homer, instead, uh, they, they see a different rocket that's being loaded up, and that, that is also leaving Earth, and they say, hey, why not? Unfortunately, once they get on board, and once they've launched... They find out the true horror. I can't believe I destroyed the Earth. Are you still talking about the Earth? You're right. You gotta let it go. All that counts is we're alive and rubbing elbows with the greats. <gasps> Ooh, there's Ross Perot. Dr. Laura. Spike Lee. Wait a minute. They're not so great. Okay, but there's Dan Quayle and Courtney Love. Tanya Harding. Al Sharpton. Ah! Tom Arnold! What the hell's going on? Wait, only that ship is going to Mars. Ours is headed for the sun. Yeah, ain't that a kick of the teeth? I mean, my shows weren't great, but I never tied people up and forced them to watch. And I could have, because I'm a big guy and I'm good with knots. So we're all going to die? Afraid so, but hey, the grub's pretty good, huh? <laughs> the sun? That's the hottest place on Earth. Gonna work on my tannage, buddy. Polly Shore? Wow! Hey, we should do a show together, man. That's a sure cure for the blues. <laughs> Turn those frowns around. Oh, no. Rosie O'Donnell. Come on, everybody. Sing along. Clang, clang, clang with the trolley. This side only. Ding, ding, ding with the bell. Zing, zing, zing with my heartstrings. From the moment I saw him, I fell. Don't worry, Dad. We'll be dead in five minutes. Not fast enough. <sighs> So Homer, I mean, they're about to get hit by the, I mean, I, I think, I, I think I would rather burn up in the sun than die in a vacuum, but. That's true. Cause I feel like you'd pass out pretty quickly when you're flying into the sun. Uh, but, uh, you know, in a vacuum, you'll, you'll probably feel most of it. Either way, not pleasant endings. And that's how the segment ends with Homer and Bart choosing death over hanging out for another few seconds with a uh, low level celebrities. Yes, because celebrities are awful people. That's not hate. I'm saying it from their perspective. I I really have nothing against most of those celebrities. I mean, I still enjoy Tom Arnold from time to time. I still laugh at every Polly Shore movie pretty much uh, oh, just because they're so incredibly dumb. Matt. Do you have a problem with, with Polly Shore? Son-in-law? Uh, oh, that's the one you choose. Yeah, it's the only one I can remember the name of. You could have you could have said Encino Man and I would have gone, "All right, I wasn't sure if he was in that. I couldn't remember. He Luckily, he was not the star of Encino Man. It was Brendan Fraser. 
that's what okay but he was in Encino Man. I think that it and that if you want to say like, hey, Polly Shore is fine. Yes, in smaller supporting roles, I think Polly Shore is fine. Also, uh, I also find Tom Arnold fine. I like Tom Arnold as a person. He seems nice. Um, uh, everyone else, I don't know. Spike Lee's a good director. I like his movies. I don't know. Tanya Harding. They did a movie about her. She's not a bad, as bad a person as uh, you know they made out to be uh, in the media because you know the media likes to crucify people. But you know, uh, other, anyway, they 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 decided to to end it, which is a good. I, I you know it's a, also you don't explode when you would go out to a vacuum. No, you would definitely die, but you would not. You will. You don't. You wouldn't explode. Um, I, I think, I think this episode Chessar is fine. It's, it's not one of the more memorable ones, but it's still pretty funny. Yeah, it's funny. It's it's I, I it doesn't scare me ever. Um, it's not that it's not a genuinely harrowing stress of horror. There's not like there's that many of them anyway. Um, it doesn't have it. It has the two. It has the uh, I'm not Xena. I'm Lucy Wallace, and it has Lisa choosing Ma, you know choosing Marge yeah. in a split second, and then. Everything else is kind of like, eh, the first segment I, is not good, but the other two are are fun. And, the, and it does, and it also is the first real, like, true departure from what I think we think of as classical Trails of Horror segments. And the, they, after this point, they, it, it's a thing that came about from the Scully years that I think is fine. You know, I, I, where they, departed from hey just we have to do horror and maybe sci-fi once in a while now it's just like yeah we'll do whatever fun stuff you know we'll do a we'll do a sometimes horror and sometimes you know just a weird genre fiction thing you know if it's batman 66 or whatever um it doesn't i don't have strong feelings though it's it's fine correct man yeah yeah i was i was trying to think of a better way to put that but that's really all there is it's just that is fine. None of these really stand out as being amazing. Like Robbie said, there are a couple of quips here and there that were just like, oh, yeah, that's fine. That's a funny joke. I still remember that. I still sing Stretch Dude and Clubber Girl and Lucy Lawless line. Yeah, yeah it's OK. I mean, we'll see where they rank, uh, but I'm I'm going solidly middle of the pack is my prediction. <laughs> we will rank them at the show. Uh, no submissions for my favorite episode or fix this episode. I think this episode's not broken. It's a Trails of Horror. It's almost impossible to break a Trails of Horror, honestly. Yeah. So we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments of the news group is where I come through the old alt.tv.simpsons news group, see what people are talking about after the week, uh, after the episode debuted, what they thought of it. Um, most liked it. Trails of Horror is bulletproof. There was one one dude I saw that really didn't like it, but everyone else liked it. Yeah, because everyone can always find something good in it. That's the, one of the great things about splitting a show like that up into three segments is everyone's like, oh, they, they'll find at least one of those segments that they'll enjoy. Also, it's like the problems we've been running into season 10 or 11, those problems don't exist in Trails of Heart. One, because you're, the, the, the segments are so short that it's hard to... It's hard to chase down, you know, it's hard to spin out too many plot holes and stuff because it's so short. You don't have time to. And Homer's behavior is bad, but it's a trace of horror. So you're like, yeah, it's all out of continuity. None of it's canon. It doesn't matter. It's excusable because of this. And so that it, they don't write Homer any differently. But those mistakes in our, that are in normal episodes are incredible, like, are easy to dismiss. Um... A note, also, about Battlestar Galactica, which comic book I mentions. Uh, it's from a, a poster. It's odd that the collector wanted to honor Battlestar Galactica. That short-lived series was blasted by many purists as a ripoff of Star Wars. I think the producers of the movie even brought a lawsuit against the creators of the TV series. Lauren Green's tombstone refers to him as the world's greatest father, perhaps a reference to Bonanza. It also calls him the great voice of Canada. Battlestar Galactica isn't mentioned. I think most people... No Battlestar Galactica now from the remake. It's true. Before that, everyone knew it, but only as like this weird series from the 70s that only lasted a couple seasons. It wasn't very good. Now people think of the the remake that was good for a couple seasons and then got worse. Well, yeah, but, you know, it had the lost syndrome, I think. Yeah. 
Also, I think it ran out of budget because it was on sci-fi. That's the sad thing about sci-fi shows. Probably why uh, uh, The Expanse was canceled. But now we have big corporations who will save us by buying our favorite shows. <laughs> I'm sorry, the sarcasm of that almost killed me, but, you know, still kind of true. I mean, I know it's bad, Matt, but I am happy that I, I am I am that I'm I know it's a bad feeling to have, but being glad that Disney is buying the rights back to the the rights to Fox shows and also to the to the mutants to the X Men. I know it's terrible, and I shouldn't be applauding the conglomerization of big mass media companies. But now I get to see Wolverine and uh, Thor in the same movie. Hopefully, even though they killed off Wolverine, Matt. If you if you do not think that in a second <laughs> Disney is going to go, oh no, Wolverine's fine. Wolverine, they're they'll do the same thing. Those X Men in like five years, we'll have like four X Men movies. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be good too, because they they've been better. They've been getting better, but uh, you know, still. I mean, the three X Men movies that exist are really good. You know, X Men the original, X Men two, and uh, First Class. Those are all good movies. Those are good movies. That's true. I don't well, know. Make any I, don't, I don't. Yeah, I'm glad they never made any other films that are bad, except for Quicksilver. <laughs> That's true. He was the one good part of that movie. <laughs> He's the all the other movie. All those movies past First Class at Quicksilver is the parts you need to watch. Oh, that's it. Battlestar Galactica pre-remake. No one knew, no one knew what it was, except for the nerds, of course. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow? KBBL's gonna give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow? Our listener question of the week this week is, what is the most disgusting Simpsons food item? I don't know what I expected when we asked this question. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> except a bunch of gross stuff. So I appreciate everyone who took the time to answer. Tons of tons of responses. First from John, thirty-three cent expired plankton from Mexico. Red tide poisoning is just bonus grossness. Uh, Anna, the Treehouse Horror episode where they eat sloppy Jimbo's and have a loot, a little ooter in all of us. Uh, Aaron, the cake Mister Burns bakes for Homer in scenes from a class struggle in Springfield. He pickled the figs himself. I don't know. I'm not. I don't think a pickled fig would taste good. So me, I'm just putting that out there. I like figs, though. No opinions, Matt. Nothing. If you're muted, I can't hear you. Sorry, I was sorry. I was muted. Uh, no, figs are quite good. I rather enjoy them, especially in Newton form. <laughs> I think most people can how they, I think that's most people who get their figs. They got them in Newton form. Uh, from, in the U.S. At least. Yeah, uh, from Daniel. Uh, though they never named it, the great taste of Worcester Worcestershire sauce in a soft drink. Worcestershire, come on, Worcestershire sauce in a soft drink. Ah, sticky. Uh, Paulina, crusty brand imitation gruel. Nine out of ten orphans can't tell the difference. Uh, from Abby, America Balls. Skinner does not like dog food, Bart. Mmm, America Balls. From Sean, Uncle Jim's country filling. Just squeeze and swallow. <laughs> I would eat Uncle Jim's country filling. You would. I, I I would eat that. I put it on crackers. I, I bet or biscuits. Oh man, that's a thing. You get up, make some fresh biscuits, put some of that country filling on it. Mm-mm-mm. Probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Nick, Tamako. T- no, Tamako and Tamako. And the, did I say Tamako? That is all. Yeah. Uh, Dave also echoes Tamako because it tastes like grandma. Uh, from Will. Hmm. I'm gonna go with the black egg from Moe's pickled egg jar. Yeah, that's not great. Ooh, that that sounds rough. Yeah, Ken, the milkshake that Ravi had to drink a few years back, that looked awful. It wasn't great. The chocolate helped. The chocolate uh, frosty. Oh, yeah. That, if there was none of that, that would have been, I don't know if I could have finished. From Alex, school cafeteria food filled with newspaper and gym mats with some milk to wash it down. Oh. Yeah. Um, Tom's answer, cloves, Tom Collins mix, frozen pie crust. Uh, Zach, Apu's experimental chutney squishy. You can really taste the chutney. But chutney is just the name for like a bunch of things thrown together. It's basically what we would call like a salsa. So you can't just say chutney because they have tomato chutney. They have pineapple chutney. It's it's just random. Like maybe he's just throwing random ingredients in there and that's why it tastes bad. But just calling something chutney squishy doesn't make any sense. Matt? Yes? If you're asking for the Simpsons to be sensitive about a poo and 
anything involving his ethnicity, at this point, you're barking up the wrong tree. Fair enough. I mean, I really just wanted them to be technically correct with their definition of chutney, but apparently that's too much to ask that's, for. All right, it is too much to ask for. From Daniel at DanZK1, I still haven't gotten over when Homer ate himself. In the recent Trius yeah. Car. Yeah. That was the one. It's one of the le, le, one of the few Trius Cars that legitimately, like, grossed me out. Like yeah. it, re- it act, it totally did it. Um, from Big Dad Energy at F, F and Danny Boy, easy the ten foot moldy sandwich. Uh, Lauren at Elkham eight eight, same answer. Ten foot moldy hoagie. Homer takes home from a company picnic in Selma's Choice. Duff Gardens, hurrah! Uh, it's really <laughs> good line read from him. Uh, Anastasia at uh Chris Chris on the go, nachos Flanders style, cucumbers with cottage cheese. That's not so bad. Not very tasty, but it doesn't taste. It's not that bad. <laughs> you know, all that flavor that cucumbers have. Uh, from Denise Carmets of Synology, sixty-four slices of American cheese. I can back that up. I only got through sixteen, and that was really bad. <laughs> very, very bad. Don't ever do that. Uh, Andy at Semi Spaniard. That time in Bart Carney when Homer drank caramel from a bucket labeled "barf" to make sure it wasn't actually Oof. barf. I remember having yeah. a visceral reaction the first time I watched it. Uh, Carolina Karolinski, the Play-Doh donut Maggie made for Homer when he needed to gain weight. Uh, Zach at Zach Kowalski, Clove Tom Collins Pie, John and John Fine too. Broccoli, it tries to warn you with its terrible taste. Yeah. <laughs> Poor broccoli. I like broccoli. Achmedo at Achmedo. Well. Nuts and gum. Together at last. Together at last. John at Chop Stop 311. Mountain Dew. I'll take a crab juice. Ew. Uh, from Snow Hood Swan at Swan Hood Swan. Skunk soup, tomato juice, and skunk spray. Uh. And finally, Ooh. Carrie's answer, Homer sub sandwich from Selma's Choice. Enough said. It's very bad. Yeah. What's your answer, Matt? I gotta go with the uh, cloves, Tom Collins mix, and frozen pie crust. I mean, cloves are not meant to be eaten at all. Aren't they decoration? They're flavorants. You're not... You, so, can, you can eat yeah, you, you, you can eat them. a whole spoonful of them you can eat them they won't kill you they probably would make you sick i'm guessing but they they're meant to be like you put them in soup you put them in when you're like you put them inside of a turkey when you're roasting it you know they 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 give flavor add flavor it looks like a bay leaf for the most part you can you can grind up cloves and then you could it's they're they're big crunchy things you're not okay you can smoke them too that's not this okay uh <laughs> <laughs> not quite the same um i i'm gonna say this from personal experience it is the 64 slices of american cheese Ooh, yeah Here's that, one, that was a close second one slice of american cheese is fine it's good even four slices still decent yeah as you add on slices it becomes literal torture it is a miserable and i i say it only because i have direct experience it's very bad um, next week's question, what's your favorite uh, guest star in a Trails of Horror segment? Could it be Tom Arnold? He does. He's a good sport in this. I'll say that. That's true. He does make fun of himself, even though his shows were not that bad. His, there have been much have, worse shows. Have you ever seen The Stupids, Matt? I don't think I have. I haven't even heard of that. <laughs> How about Carpool? I did see Carpool. It was dumb as hell, but I still giggled from time to time. You don't go into the, you don't go into a movie like that expecting Oscar worthiness. I mean, they have a award now for those types of movies, right? Oh, don't, oh, dear. We'll talk about that on another podcast. That I'm, just I'm fine. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. It's made up anyway. Who cares? Um, oh. we can make we can move. We, I'll post this question on social media: Facebook.com/slash/TheSimpsonsShowPod, Twitter at SimpsonsShowPod. You can email us at SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com with your answer. We can move on to our next segment. It is time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The no Google Trivia Challenge is Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard, and try and stump the other. Got a n- I'm leading nine to three. Yes, because someone has decided the medium question should also be next to impossible. Mm, I follow a rubric, Matt. Mm-hmm. You're, you're just... You're very smart. There. Not smart enough, apparently. I mean, you mean, let's see. We've done this for one. I think we've, I think this is a seventh 
the time we've had, was we've had this for seven seasons now and you've won all but one and the only one you have lost is because we tied that's true so i don't want to hear it fine we'll just start making the questions so hard none of us you, will be able to figure it, them out that's fine i think that's what ends up happening at the end of every season when we are just like narrowed in on the most obscure minute details that's right it'll be done like 20 points to 20 points because all we can get are the easy questions um i'll start us off matt you ready for an easy question ready these are from moaning lisa oh god season one it's not like you haven't seen it a hundred times i've only seen it two or three times season one is one i almost always skip when i'm doing a rewatch oh i find them very sweet your easy question why does lisa not dodge the ball when playing dodgeball because she's too sad you're correct <gasps> all right so your easy question who is the Simpsons' primary lawyer? Lionel Lutz. Uh, that is correct. Your medium question, Matt. And I'm not. I I'm not sure if I I had my medium and hard questions. I wasn't sure which would should be which. Okay. But I hope I picked wisely because I feel like you're gonna get one of these right, and I just didn't know which one it would be. Um, what's Bart's win loss record in video boxing against Homer? Uh, he he won them all. I, that's I need a number. Oh, you want a number? Okay, that's not what you asked. Um, Win loss record means the number, Matt. That's what that means. You sports people and your specificity, <laughs> your obsession I mean, with numbers. I mean, if Matt, what am I? If I'm gonna like a sport, do you think I'm just gonna go? Oh, that's nice. I'm just gonna enjoy it. No, I'm gonna hone in on every single statistical mm -hmm. number I can possibly think of. I'm gonna go with uh, 108 to zero. It's 48 and 0. Oh, 48. No, wow. I, was, I thought they had done a little more than that. I mean, technically, I believe they have 50 total matches. Oh, that's right. March pulls the plug in the last one. So 48. This is before their the first match we see, which they which Bart wins. And then the 50th match, which neither of them win. And yeah. Bart retires. What's my medium question, Matt? All right, sir. Your medium question. What team was represented in the Devil's Jury? A sports team? Yes. That'd be the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, and the year. Uh, like, what uh, What was the lineup? I think it was 77. You are so close. It is the 1976 Philadelphia ah! Flyers. And it was a 70s. That is amazing that you got that close. I should have said 76. I was swaffling between the two years. I was like, uh -huh. 76 or 77. 76 seems like... It felt like a number that was too obvious because of the bicentennial. Okay, your hard question, Matt. What's the kid's name that teaches Homer video boxing? Ooh, okay. It is... I'm going to go with Henry. I'm pretty sure that's not right. It's Howie. Howie. Oh, so close. So oh, well. close yet so far. What's my hard question? Your hard question. What is Martin Prince's IQ? 216 how in the <laughs> you have to be cheating at this point uh well see matt you remember we did an episode uh not too long ago it was stephen hawking that's what it was we 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 did uh uh, 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 uh they saved lisa's brain which involves stephen hawking and a bunch of smart people and they talk about iq and they talk about entrance exams on the news groups and they talked about all the documented IQ scores of everyone on The oh. Simpsons. And I happened to read all that just about like four weeks ago now. Five weeks ago now. So it's fresh Son in my mind. Bitch. You chose you chose sorry, Matt, you're just unlucky. Apparently. Normally I probably wouldn't get that, but I read it like a month ago. So it's fresh in my mind. <sighs> I'm screwed once again. See, Matt, you gotta you gotta pick the thing that has been pushed out. <laughs> That's the secret. Apparently. Uh, uh, oh, man. You know what I'm going to do, Matt? Just this one What's moment. I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I didn't want to do it, but I feel like I have to. I'm going to uh, stretch out and gloat just for a second. Oh, it feels good. Mm -hmm. Can't wait till I lose later. Uh, it's going to be great when Matt comes back and defeats me. Mm -hmm. Sure. Get, there's a reason you've won every single time, Matt, except for the last time, which we tied. Um, I think I'll do it for trivia for this week. Uh, we can move on to our final segment. Segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. 
best episode ever is part show. Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Uh, for Trials of Horror episodes, we rank the segments against themselves with its own list. Uh, currently number one on the Trials of Horror rankings list is The Shinning, and last place is Bad Dreamhouse. I think we'll start, we can go in order. Um, I know what you did, Italy did, is worse than Bad Dreamhouse. I think it's the last on the list. You think it's the worst one? Yeah. I would, I prefer every single one other one on this list more than it. Yeah, the worst part is I kind of agree because I still enjoyed Bad Dreamhouse and Attack of the Fifty Foot Eyesores. Uh, yeah, the, like I there's this not, one. there's no like I, there's no bad segments on this list. There's just ones I think that are a little lesser than others. And Bad Dreamhouse isn't like it's kind of just like oh it's a haunted house and it's like the house doesn't like the Simpsons. You know, it's in the first episode, first Trailers episode. But I still like it. I think this one is this is also fine, but fine like it doesn't. It doesn't have a punchy ending, which is what I'm really looking for. More than anything in a Trias Far segment is like a punchy end. Like a, that's like it, the thing I like most about most a lot of Trias Far segments is like the Trias the the Twilight Zone esque endings where they're like ah look at this we're gonna give you a little joke that's like also like twisty at the end. I like that a lot. And yeah. the, the the twist there's no real twist. It's just oh Flanders is the one and he's a were why like he's a werewolf and it's the this is the one thing that reeks a little bit of the season 10 and 11 simpsons where it's just like why like you could have picked anything but you pick flanders and he's a werewolf and then he eats homer there's no joke at the end except that homer's like you can't finish me but mm, doesn't do much for me fair enough uh desperately zeking xena how does that where 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 do we put this one that one's a little better um i would probably put it Definitely ahead of Starship Poopers, because that one I was just not a huge fan of. Uh, I would say somewhere in the middle, uh, right around like Hell to Pay and Monkey's Paw. I would put it behind Genesis Tub, frankly. Yeah, I, I can see that, because all, all the ones in the middle there from like 14 down to 20, it's just like, they're all about equally good. I think I, I think that th- this is interesting and it's fun. And Lucia Laws is great, but it also recycles some jokes from Itchy and Scratchy Ipucci. Yeah. With all the nerd. The nerd hate. The nerd hate, which is going to be a... It, it becomes a problem, I think, frankly. The nerd hate. Um, life's a glitch and then you die. Hmm. I don't know. I don't... I actually don't like that one as much as Desperately Zeking Xena. Really? Yeah. I think I like it more. Not a lot more. But I like. I think I like it more. I think I like it. I think I like it mostly because it actually is like truly. The, it is of these three the one that is the most harrowing. It is the actual That's most true. genuine and, horror. And really, the ending it. saves it. The idea of the rockets because the beginning I'm just like, oh, stupid Y2K joke, ha ha ha. But the ending's actually pretty funny. I think that I, don't know, I would still put it right behind Desperately Zeking Zena. I think the Y2K joke doesn't it ultimately it doesn't matter. It's just like, hey, machines freak out. That's all. It doesn't like it could be anything. Um, I think it doesn't go. I think it's better than desperately seeking Xena. I think we're at an impasse. Well, I guess we'll just have to uh, have an A and a B then because. uh, No, 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 no. We don't do that. We don't do A, B's. We I think that life's a glitch has a better single line with Lisa taking Marge immediately. That's better than Lucy Lawless can fly. Yes. I think it's more clever and pays, it pays uh, homage. It pays honor to the, the canon and continuity of the Simpsons and our knowledge of the Simpsons. Yeah, you're right. That's Lucy Lawless star spouting off about something. Yeah. I mean, I like Lucy Lawless. It's fine. Um, but I feel like it's a better written joke. And uh, frankly, that's, um, that's what I'm hanging my hat on. It's probably the, ultimately it's why I like that segment more than any more than the other one. It's a horror. Right, it's a true. Enough. It's closer to true horror, and it has a, a, a in joke kind of joke. That's true, and it also doesn't uh, you know hang as much on a guest star. See? Which I mean, to be fair, the Simpsons characters are barely even in the one. It's it's like comic book guy and Lucy Lawless are most of that segment. I don't like comic book guy. Here, I'll say that too. Largely, I think the collector subverts a little bit because of the nature of the character, but still, I don't like comic book guy. So I win. Life's a glitch. Then you die at number twenty on our list. Um, 
I know what you diddly Italy did is number 30 on our list, and Desperately Zing Zing is 21 on our list. The Shinning's still number one, but we have a new last place. Yay! Yeah! Woo! Um, you can find this list on our website. So, simpsonshow.com, links to everything there at Facebook, Twitter, RRS feed, and link to our Patreon. If you want to throw the show a couple dollars, help us out, help us pay for hosting and all that stuff, really appreciate it. We definitely, definitely appreciate all our patrons. Our next episode, Matt. Speaking of tomaco. Oh, yeah. It finally. Is, it is E-I-E-I dough with the... I remember the tomaco and I remember crazy animals. I don't. Well, there's that, and then there's also the the executives who are you know evil, of course. I don't. I don't remember much. I just remember the Walking Dead stuff at the very end. Um, but maybe the we've incredible hit and miss with the season so far. I'm. We'll see. This is. I think people remember this fondly because of the tomaco. We'll see. Watch along with us. Talk about it next week. Uh, I think that'll do it for us today. You can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. Please check out my other podcasts. The Handsome Boys Comics Hour. It's about comic books. And The Serial Fanaticist. It's me talking with my friends about a bunch of nerdy stuff. Uh, Whatever topic I feel like uh, talking about. The most recent episode is with a friend of the show, Andrew Bloom. We talk about the podcast S-Town. It's a very good discussion. Matt does not participate in social media unless a certain level of Patreon backer, you will not find him. That's true. Uh, I know many of you have heard of the new CRISPR technique for editing DNA and thought, oh, that's the cool science thing. No, that's actually me. Uh, they shrink me down and I get in there and I just saw apart the DNA and then stitch it back up. Uh, so it takes a little while. Uh, so if you really want to contact me, just encode all your information in some DNA. Just slip it in there. I'll read it and get back to you because I can do that. I can just read DNA with my eyes. Are you the next? Uh, you sound like a Fantastic Four villain. You know, I could do that. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And keep watching the Simpsons. Shh.